Previously on Cthulhu is Rad. You take hold of the anchor and it is stuck onto the bottom and it's sort of pulsating. Doesn't touch it. Touch it? Touch it. Okay, she goes to like tentatively poke it. And just as you have watched before, the lump fuses and melts into her skin and you see the mound flow through her until it finds a home in its cauterized crevice. You guys make it back to the apartment and find Susie's door open and just bedlam happening inside. Kendra comes up to you and is like, um, something happened after you guys left. There were two of the guys that looked like um the the people when we were down in the shrine, but they had another person with them. They were so much stronger. They hit Theron with some sort of spell, and they grabbed Nahum, and they're they're gone. They took him. Shavnigaroth has a lovely thing to offer in return. During the new moon, she can be summoned to this material plane, and take the samples back to the court of Azathoth. And they will be out of reach of the sleeping Senate. You have a sort of like flash of a memory of you guys being given the bark. And it occurs to you that you'll need some sort of token for your counter ritual. Like for the Martha sample, you guys got a piece of bark from the tree. We can probably use the anchor. That seems like a big enough thing. I have the uh, potions of water breathing bottles, like empty one, so we could get some ocean water. Yeah, we can do both. I mean, it won't hurt. So I'll fill one of my vials up with ocean water. to Cthulhu is Rad, still the only podcast. Say your human name, your character name, and if you were to describe your life as a movie, what genre would it be? This involves me remembering what genres are. Um, I'm Denise, I play Max, and for Max, it would be one of those movies that, like, it's portrayed as being, like, a very serious, like, life movie I, I can't remember like the actual genre type but a lifetime movie maybe i don't know i feel like it would come across as one of those but it would like actually watching it it would have like comedic factors so some people might consider it to be a comedy but it's not actually meant to be a comedy it's like bo burnham's stand-up special <laughs> inside yeah like that or like how bruce campbell's movies were like classified as horrors but they're actually more like comedies that kind of thing where, like, it's meant to be a different genre. Right. So, like, the genre of this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, there is literally a genre called, like, stoner comedy. <laughs> yeah, but Max wouldn't be stoner comedy. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's too, like, slapstick humor kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not entirely Max. Max just happens to accidentally be funny. <laughs> My name's Mel. I play Susie Sanchez. And her movie genre would be comedy, and she is the punchline. 
a tragic comedy. Yeah, I feel like hers is currently just a tragedy. Well, it's a comedy, but her existence is being used for comedic effect. I don't know. Susie just makes me sad. (laughs) It's like kicking a puppy. Like, that's not funny. (laughs) She's the comic relief to her own tragedy. Yeah. (laughs) It's like American Home Video is kind of funny. I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not funny to her. It's funny to other people. (laughs) Man, that's fucked up. I'm going to laugh about it. (laughs) I am Human Jasmine. I play character Gwen, and she'd be kind of like a dramedy, you know, one of those primetime 8 p.m. drama. Yeah, one of those medical dramas, <laughs> but a comedy. Scrubs. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Scrubs, but not quite that comedic. Not quite that sitcom One of the, like, more dramatic episodes. Uh, my human name is Harrison. And if Yannara's life were a movie genre, it would either be noir or spy thriller. I feel like that's the obvious choice. It's actually a romance somehow. (laughs) Nope, not interested. Yannara Jones, not interested. This is a detective story. This is a love story. This is a detective story. (laughs) Somebody draw that with Susie from episode one and then it's... Yannara crouched in a bush in the background. Tailing her, yeah. (laughs) This is a love story. This is a detective story. Yenrith was right. It's not a love story. You know what? Maybe the back half of this story will be a love story. We don't know. (laughs) I think we're still on the ramp up of this story. This is a long story we're telling here. Let's do it. Look, the love story is all of our love for Martha. That's the true love story. (laughs) Yes. Doesn't have to be romantic love. Gosh. (laughs) Anyway, my name is Meriwether, and I'm the Dungeon Master, and Wex would be a teen drama, like an 80s teen drama movie, and he's the bully in it, obviously. Ah, Wex. He's the, like, rich kid that thinks he's hot shit. And then at the end of the movie, you know, Susie's gonna steal his girlfriend or something, I don't know. Heck yeah. This is the fan fiction I'm writing. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) Last time you guys were in Susie's apartment, what are you guys doing? I think at least some of us should do a detect magic to go find the uh, earth chunks. I'm pretty sure we're all going to have to go and leave this place because the door is broken Mm -hmm. and we need to find someone to fix the door. We're running out of places to hide here. I don't think hiding people at one of the other houses would help. Yeah, we're just going to have to move as a large pack now, I think. Mm-hmm. Awfully noticeable like that, though. Is there any chance that James could help? I don't know if I have a way to contact him. You don't currently. Okay. Your main ways of contacting him in the past were through DUA channels, and he's currently laying low from the DUA, so. Kind of like Charlie's Angels, he'll contact you, you won't contact him. (laughs) So Theron's the one in the worst shape now. Yes. Is there anything I can do for him right now? I mean, you can roll a medicine check, but the last time you rolled a medicine check, it was sort of just, they need their bits back, you know? Yeah. So there isn't really anything I can 
I mean, if you want to roll a medicine check and see if you can maybe stall it a little, you could try? Yeah, sure. Oh, I'll do that. See if I can make him feel at least a bit better. Oh, no. That's an 11. Yeah, he's too, like, hysterical to even sit still and let you work on him. Yeah, okay. Poor guy. Okay, then I'm just gonna start ritual casting uh, Detect Magic. So, you can see a tether coming off of Theron and a tether coming off of Wallace. What direction is the one for Theron? Sort of, like, diagonal and down. Probably under the city. Okay. Does it seem kind of like the direction near, like, the farmlands? Like, under that? Or is it, like, too far to tell? It's kind of too far to tell, because you can only see it for a certain amount of distance, you know? Well, see in quotation marks. It's kind of like a vibe. (laughs) It's magic. Yeah. I just have to be really good at geography. Probably should have done this when we were outside already. But, you know, well, it does last for ten minutes. So we can start, like, heading in that direction. Yeah. And you're just bringing everybody with you? Yeah. Are we in an apartment building? Yeah. Is there, like, a front desk? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, can we just ask the person at the front desk to work on getting a new door? (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. The girl at the desk will be like, oh, uh, yeah, let me call the landlord. And she'll pick up the phone and go to call the landlord. You want to make, like, an insurance claim or something? I don't, I don't, I'm new. (laughs) I (laughs) mean... Let me just call him and, and we, I mean, we know where you live. We'll, we'll sort it out. <laughs> you guys should get some new security, maybe. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, and then we head out. Okay. You head outside on the street and not too far from the building, you get to a point where the tether does actually start to head straight down. But you're sort of in a part of town where you don't know, like, how to get underground from here. You could roll something to try to find a way down, or you could go to a place where you know there's a way down and then try to find your way to that point from being underground already. Shouldn't be the shrine. I think we're too far away for that. Could it be the labyrinth? What sort of stat would it be to roll geography? (laughs) I think it's probably just intelligence. Yeah. Just roll intelligence. Just straight up intelligence. Is it safe for anyone? Because I don't want to. Oh, yeah, sure. Go for it. You know, I'll do it. It's not going to go well, but I want to be included. <laughs> 16. That's a three. <laughs> Eight. Fucking six. Jeez. So what, the highest roll was 16? Yeah. Max, the maze, you entered on the other side of town, and you guys walked through, like, 80% of it. Since it coils so much, there's such a low probability that it reached over to this side of town. What about the sewers? That's kind of what I was thinking. 
Who did well on the rumble roll? Which is very fun to say. That was you, Max, right? Yeah. I stepped out of the boat and both feet were on the... Yeah. You were solidly planted on the ground. Yeah. I was on the beach and I felt it. I got like a 17 or something for that roll. Yeah. For Susie's comment, Max, you figure it would be deeper than the sewage system if the rumbling is connected to it. But, I mean, you could at least get underground and see what you could find. With how my personality is and and the history of my character, Max would do a lot of wandering around. Granted, most of it would be in the woods, but some of it also through town, because, like, knowing people, such as Tony. Um, (laughs) is there a chance that I know about, like, different, like, tunnels and stuff that kind of, like, go underground? Just, like, random pathways that are kind of obscure and not very well known because they're abandoned kind of deal? Hmm... A good question. I feel like I want to roll for that. I'll make it a wisdom instead of an intelligence. Just a flat wisdom? Uh, yeah. Just a flat wisdom. You know what? Fuck it. Let's make it survival. Survival's a weird check. Okay. No, that wouldn't be survival. That would be... Yeah, fuck it. Survival. Who cares? It's kind of sort of survival, I guess. It's city survival, baby! Yeah, like, if I'm roaming around in the streets, I'm gonna need to know how to get places. If that's the case, I got 17. Okay. This is very exciting, because that's the first time we've done a survival role, and I'm proficient in it. I'm gonna say, Max went through a phase where he was really into the Ninja Turtles. Oh, boy. Heck yeah. (laughs) That sounds accurate. (laughs) And with sort of his lack of supervision, he has wandered through the sewers a bunch and knows that there are some weird parts of the sewers where, like, the tube is a little bit broken and there are sort of, like, really skinny weaving paths that go through the underground of Everton. He never really went too deep into them, but he knows that they're there. He wanted to stay in the sewer where he had his pizza slices. Yes. <laughs> but he knows they exist. Hanging out with the sewer rat. <laughs> Very city druid. It was a phase. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to kind of look around and process things and be like, we need to go down. We we need to go to the sewers. Come on, Follow me. There's an entrance over here. We can go down. There's some stuff down there that maybe it might help us. And I'm going to just start walking towards one of the entrances. <laughs> you just know where the entrances are? I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Where are we going to leave the stuff? Oh, like your anchor? Yeah. I feel like we can probably still leave them at Susie's because... They don't look that important without, like, the context, so I don't think the bad guys are gonna come back and steal that. It's just... it's an anchor. It's a piece of bark. I guess? I would leave it in my car, but I don't want another broken car. No. (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone have, like, a storage unit? Max's house is the storage unit. (laughs) But they've also gone to Max's house. Yeah. 
They're breaking in everywhere. Um, let's rent a storage unit and be very careful to make sure we're not being tailed. Yeah. Get one of those, like, temperature-controlled ones and make it a little hideout for the NPCs. Max, you do actually have a storage unit. Really, it's your mom's. Oh! Your dad got it after she died because you guys downsized, but he didn't have the heart to get rid of her stuff. Oh. Okay. Interesting. I didn't even think about that, but, like, also, that kind of makes sense. I rolled for it. (laughs) Nice. It does make sense in a way, though, so that really works out. Yeah. Okay. Would I have access to it? Like, would I have the key for it and stuff? Yeah, probably. I mean, I would assume Bruce would have given you a key in case you ever wanted to go and look at it, reminisce and stuff. If the conversation about the anchor was happening out loud, I can chime in and be like, I actually have somewhere we might be able to hide it for a bit. That would be perfect. So it would actually make a decent amount of sense for it to be in the green area of town, which is the center of town, because that's mostly like businesses and stuff. Yeah. So it wouldn't be terribly far either. This sounds like I'm just doing it for convenience, but it does logically track. Yeah. <laughs> are we walking or are we driving? If we could drive, it'd be quick. I mean, it's probably like a block away. Oh, then we could just walk. Okay. I'll just start walking towards the direction and be like, all right, come on. I'm not going to explain what it is. I'm just going to say I have an area where we can put it. We roll like perception to see if we're being tailed. Yeah, sure. Or stealth. I mean, I'll let you do both. Alright. I got a 5 for perception. 17 for perception. 25 for perception. You see someone who is in their car, like, a block or two down. Not terribly conspicuous, but you know. You know what it's like to be followed. Does it look like a DUA agent? No, it does not look like a DUA agent. Does it look like a NASA? Although they wouldn't be wearing their uniform here, really. Yeah, you don't know. We could start walking and see if they follow. Uh, they're they're definitely a... Uh... Yeah. You guys can roll stealth to try to lose them. I forget, have I attuned to the Cloak of Elvenkind yet? You haven't taken a rest since you've known what it is. Okay. I got a 15 on stealth. With disadvantage? Yeah, I got 15 both times. Oh, sweet. Nice. Actually, no, uh, 16. 7 plus 1. <laughs> I'm surprised you have a plus. I got a 14. 12. Sneaky boy continues to be sneaky. Hell yeah. 18. Bruh, if I can deceive a bunch of, like, government people, I'm pretty sure I can deceive some random person in a car. (laughs) Wait, what? We're a sneaky group of ten people. (laughs) Ten people walking down the street with an anchor. Oh, so sneaky. (laughs) Yeah. The majority of you pass. Dezen, being a pirate for many years, knows how to take you guys in, like, back alleys and stuff. Like, she just sort of intuitively knows how to do that. Nice. And Amir kind of helps, which is weird because neither of them are from here, but they both are pretty good at losing people because it's the Fae and a pirate, so they're good at trickery. 
So you guys make it to the storage unit, and you seem to have lost your tail. Sweet. My tail! <laughs> How will I keep my balance now? You won't. Susie falls over. Hey. <laughs> if we've made it to the storage unit, I'm just gonna walk to the particular unit itself. Go ahead and open it up and just kind of get stuff. You open it up, and it's about half full of, like, boxes of stuff. So there's room. I'm gonna just rummage around through stuff. I mean, there are old books. Mostly, like, some botany stuff. She was a botanist, but other just, like, fiction books. Some books she read to you when you were a kid. A few photo albums. Reminiscing. (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple of pieces of furniture, but not a ton. They weren't in particular your mom's, but you downsized, so you had less room for stuff. Right. There's, like, maybe two chairs and, like, a smallish dining table, but mostly it's just boxes. There's some old, like, equipment that she had that was probably from her office. Just stuff from her life. It'd be cool if I could find some sort of goodies, but I'm not gonna fight with that right now. (laughs) Some kind of goodies? Yeah, it's something that would help. Some sort of tool or, I don't know, just something. Is this, like, a climate-controlled storage unit? It is not climate-controlled. It's a... Standard outdoor unit? Yeah. And we don't want to leave our NPCs here to cook. Mm-mm. Bad idea. Once we get into the sewers, it should be fine. If you want to roll, like, investigate to see if you find something specific that would help you, I guess you can. Are you saying, do I want to look for something specific? Because I have nothing in my head. I'm just saying, like, if you think Max would look through the stuff to see if anything was particularly useful for this, like, that would be a roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to roll if you've got something in mind that could work potentially. Yeah, I can think of something. Okay, I'll roll. You can do perception or investigation. I don't care which... Yeah, investigation makes the most sense because you're going through boxes. It wouldn't be out in the open. Yeah, I'm not like actively searching for something, but because I'm shuffling through belongings, like maybe I come across something that I think might be useful. Yeah. Ooh, I rolled bad. Uh, I only got a five. I mean, you find some science shit, but you don't really know. (laughs) Science has never really been your thing. Too focused on memories to notice anything in particular. Yeah, this is sort of an emotional place for you. Yeah. You see some papers labeled with Crow Labs, but that's where she worked, so that's not terribly surprising for you. Yeah. It's not really much different from the paperwork that we found down in the little tunnel. Yeah. I forget, what do the non-Max people know about Crow? Uh, it's an independent lab that also exists in Everton from the files you found down in the tunnels around the shrine. You know that Dr. Thornbush was employed by them and doing some research on the vegetation around town. But Crow Labs isn't terribly, like, suspicious. They aren't really significant enough to be a concern. I think you said it was a relatively small organization. Yeah, it's a small organization on the edge of town that really doesn't come into town a whole lot. So 
most of you don't really know anything about them and the DUA sort of dismisses them out of hand because they're so tiny and just an independent science thing and the DUA sort of check in every once in a while because they you know don't want to leave any stone unturned but their scientists have more resources and it's a bigger organization so yeah I think the only specific knowledge that we have is from the farmer lady was her name Amy yeah because she was talking about how my mom was doing research on the property yeah the rest of you could roll investigation but I'm not sure how comfortable you guys are going through the boxes of stuff Susie's definitely not. She's like, I'm not touching nothing. I'm just ready to go to the sewers. Yandrith wouldn't do it with Max here. Yeah, Yandrith wouldn't have a problem as long as Max weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) You can roll perception if you want to, like, glance while Max is going through stuff, but it'll probably be a higher DC to notice anything specific. 19 plus 4 is 23 on glance. And that's a higher DC, baby. (laughs) on glance yeah so just as you guys sort of ease your way into this storage unit you know max sort of probably hasn't been here in a little bit like i imagine you come here every so often when you get a little bit just sentimental or sad maybe a handful of times a year kind of thing yeah not a ton but you know it's a little like visiting a grave Mm-hmm. You don't super want to do it a ton, but you want to do it enough that you don't feel like you're just totally moving on from the person. Yeah. You guys get the sense that he does this every so often, and he just sort of ruffles through these boxes because he sort of knows what he likes to look at for comfort. And he opens one box and then sort of puts it to the side and goes for another box where he knows there's a photo album. And sort of is flicking through it while you guys are just sort of like getting situated and trying to figure out if you even can leave the NPCs here. And Yanrith, you look at this box that he's set down and in it you see the Crow Labs logo, which isn't too terribly interesting to you. But you glance and you notice on top of the files there's a piece of bark that is remarkably similar to a piece of bark you have. Mm. Odd. So you go to look at it, and you know what it is, but as you pick it up, you dig in the box a little bit, and you see what looks like a map of the underbelly of Everton. Oh. And it's a series of tunnels. Some of them are sort of like hard lines, and some of them are like dotted lines, and it's got like dates and things like that and just sort of from it you get a sense that she was digging under the city but you don't super know why hmm hmm uh hey max yeah uh i found this (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that that was part of my mom's research that's kind of sort of related to why I know about the sewers and stuff. She was doing different things under the ground and I kind of tried to see what she was doing. We should probably take it with us. That seems smart. You sounded very unsure about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. I'm not quite sure how much it'll help us, but... Also, there's 
bark in here that looks like it's bark from the forest. Yeah, my mom used to collect a lot of different plant samples. So we go to the sewers, become sewer rats. <laughs> yeah. What are you leaving here? The anchor and the uh, bark, I suppose. Yeah. The bark isn't... I mean, you can leave it here. You don't have a tail, but it's, it's not terribly large. The bark can just go in a bag. Yeah. Wait. So you guys can follow the map. And... Or Max. <laughs> Either one. Or Max. Max probably knows a closer entry point than the map depicts because a lot of her research was, you know, sort of on the periphery of Everton. So a lot of her entrances are on the edge of town. But Max knows how to ninja turtle his way down <laughs> into the sewer and find a crack. So you guys, like, find a manhole cover. It's night, so I imagine it's not hard to find a street that's not busy and lift up that manhole cover and duck underground. Woo! Woo woot! Max is gonna drop down and just start, like, quietly chanting to himself, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Susie joins in. (laughs) (laughs) So you walk through some sewers and then find a crack in the side that is big enough for all of you to enter. You will have to be single file, but you can enter. And who has the map? Probably me. Okay. Would you guys want Yanrith in the front or Gwen in the front? Because Gwen's the one that can see the tether. Thinking Gwen, then Yanrith. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yanrith, you sort of find the best way down that you can guesstimate. And it's a little bit of trial and error since you're single file and can't, like, if you make a wrong turn, it's a whole thing to turn around. But eventually you find your way to deep underground and you get to the edge of the tunnel and reach a huge open area you don't see a ton of stuff here it's really just big and empty like a cave but it's full of just like big pieces of rubble and you see it marked on the map but there's no notes about what it is so it's just sort of this strange area and you look and it goes for miles it's so vast oh gosh it's truly ginormous and you turn and you look and ever so faintly in the distance you think you see doors giant doors of what you would best guess to be the shrine what the hell yeah dang it i guess we should have went to the shrine yeah I mean, it's miles away, but there's this weird sort of, like, bioluminescence almost to the walls. It's dark, but you have just enough light to sort of see. It's sort of like when it's barely morning, when everything is just sort of like a yellowish gray and you have just enough light to see, but not enough to make out any, like, key details. Okay. I think I get what you mean. So, you guys can sort of walk around in here if you want. I want to wander off and start, like, 
Is it pretty much mostly just rocky, or is there vegetation since it's open? There's some vegetation, yeah. I want to start messing around with, like, the vegetation and looking at what different things are. I don't know whether or not you want me to do a perception roll. I just want to know, like, what all I can see, what I can do, if there's something that I can mess with. I mean, you're looking at the plants specifically? Just the entire surrounding. Like, I'm going to walk a little bit just out into the middle of this. Because I know you said the doors, but I don't know whether or not there would be anything else. Yeah, just roll me a perception. Okay. 21. You wander a little bit off and you notice that these bits of rubble don't look like just rocks like it doesn't look like a natural cave it seems like this rubble came from buildings and you see not only bits of like stone that has like been carved for building purposes but also like a little bit of wood and a little bit of like metal like brick and different masonry work kind of thing yeah okay So enough to suggest that there's potential that this underground area is either actively being worked on and there is construction happening, or it is affecting what is above and things are falling through. It doesn't look like it's construction. It looks like something old that has fallen into ruin. It looks like ruins. Hmm. Okay. I follow now. As though there were a small town there and it has crumbled. And essentially the only thing left is the shrine. Yeah. Okay, I want to sift through the rubble. You start to sift through the rubble and I'm going to say that you guys have sort of stalled as Gwen is recasting Detect Magic so you guys can find the tether again. And you are sort of digging and you find a door that's actually kind of still intact and you open it. And as you open it, it sort of tugs against something and you see some moss, like actively, you watch it grow and start to crawl up your shoe. I'm becoming one with nature. (laughs) I don't think you should. (laughs) And as it crawls up your shoe, it sort of goes up your pant leg just enough to touch your skin and you hear a voice in your mind. Ooh. (laughs) It's low and raspy, almost inaudible, but you can make out just a few key words. You get the idea that it's trying to communicate to you that it's weak and it's been down here alone for so long, abandoned by family, abandoned by any sort of creature that could communicate with it, but it has something to offer you. It starts to, like, peel off your shoe and you watch as it sort of creates a path of moss to an area. I'm gonna follow it. (laughs) Gwen, you finish your spell and you look and the direction the tether goes is the same direction Max is already traipsing off to. (laughs) That's convenient. (laughs) (laughs) And... I imagine you're all following it, unless anyone else wants to roll anything in this space. I'm definitely following it. Moss cool. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'll follow Moth Max. (laughs) Moth Max. Moth Max, name of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Has it been dark this whole time? 
in the sewers slash tunnels? Yeah, it was dark in the tunnels and in the sewer, but in here it's got that weird sort of light, but it's not a great light to see. Light adjacent. Yeah. I do have produce flame, but I don't know whether or not it moves with me. I think you can sort of hold it in your hand if you want to. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do as though I were like holding a torch and walking with it. It says a flickering flame appears in your hand. The flame remains there for the duration and harms neither you nor your equipment. Yeah, 10 foot radius of bright light and 10 of dim light. So, yeah. And it lasts 10 minutes. I want to go ahead and do that and just use it as though I'm holding a torch. Okay. I'll cast light on my walk then and just have it in my pocket. (laughs) Okay. Follow the moss. Follow the moss. Follow the moss. You follow the moss through this weird rubble to a almost structure type thing that's sort of embedded in one of the walls. And the moss grows under and into the structure, but there are several blocks of rubble that are blocking your way. (gasps) Hammer time. Let me smash. I don't know for sure. Like, I was kind of joking about that when I said it. I don't know for sure that we want to go that route because Amos said that it was living and stuff. And, like, I don't want to hurt it. Is it on the rubble? The moss? No, it has gone under the rubble. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if it's, like, connected to it. I wonder if we should try and, like, move it by hand before we just, like, smash into it. Just in case it's connected. You can try to lift it. Sure, I'll roll some strength. I will tell you, Susie, that the DC for this roll is very high. It drops drastically if you do something specific that I think you know. Do the thing. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is not the... Do the thing. (laughs) This ain't the time, man. Do the thing. Denise. The sound in your voice. Doozy smash! <laughs> mm. The sound in your voice! Do I want to go there? It's up to you, man! There's still a chance you pass it. It's an ability check, not a skill check, so you don't have disadvantage. But the DC drops in half. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> I feel like this is a trap. I'm gonna try once, just rolling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What'd you get? A crit failed. (laughs) Oh, man. Susie, you put your arms under it and you can't get your footing. You're tired. Your muscles are achy. You just can't get it up. That's a bad phrasing. It's been a long week for Susie. What if Max decides that he's big strong boy? (laughs) I mean, you can roll. Flat strength? Yeah, just flat strength. 21. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Susie, obviously struggling to lift this rubble. Max, having the fucking time of his life. (laughs) The moth. Runs up behind her. Loki pushes her out of the way. (laughs) Too excited to wait for her to figure her shit out. And just lifts it and chucks it to the side. What the fuck? (laughs) Susie starts crying. 
Oh no. Oh no. No. I'm having a hard time, guys. It's okay, Susie. Gwen's just patting her on the back. It's okay, buddy. I'm not even the strong one anymore. You're still strong. You're just wore out. There's been a lot going on. I know. Now I'm holding Susie's hand. Aww. Aww, babe. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> it's now the time for this. But we have to follow the moss. Come on. Maybe moss will make me feel better. Yes. Moss. <laughs> <laughs> you see Martha go to, like, eat just a little bit of the moss. Martha, no! No! <laughs> You can't eat it. You say that, like, as her tongue is about to touch it and she, like, looks ashamed and looks away. (laughs) (laughs) She goes up next to Susie and, like, sticks her tentacle head under your hand. Oh, (laughs) Now my hand's covered in slime. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Blessed. (laughs) So, now that you have moved this rebel out of the way, you see a surprisingly average-sized door. I go through the door. You enter a decently small structure, actually, but it is completely covered with moss on the inside. I have speak with plants. (laughs) (laughs) Giving a druid a moss that can talk (laughs) was either my best or worst idea. (laughs) Do I need to? You were going to say more. No, you can do it. I'm going to speak with plants. All right, do it. Now that you're here, you cast your spell and you see Max sit on the ground and let the moss grow on his arms and sort of like crawl under his sleeves and up his neck and his eyes roll back in his head and start to glow a bit with his druid magic. Oh gosh. And he opens his mouth and the voice comes out of his own. I have the power equal to my sister. She is already in court of the blind idiot. She needs no favors from mortals. However, I possess less power than others of my kind. If you offer me the replacement tokens to my moss, you could return balance to me. And then it's sort of coils away from you and you see the moss sort of recede over a chunk of a deep brown rock that does not match the other like gray stone of the area and on top of it you see two chunks of pulsating differently colored but pulsating flesh hunks (laughs) one greenish the other matching your buddy Theron as sort of the brownish chunk of rock. And that's on another rock. Rock on rock action. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like a trap. But it was so nice to me. We can get in the middle of like a god war here. Sibling rivalry? We're gonna piss someone off no matter what we do. Yeah. I love lose-lose situation. (laughs) This is stressful, man. We'll deal with this later. Put a pin in that one. Gotta get the flush. Yeah. So we have our Earth Buddy here. So he can take his flesh back. So now we should be able to follow the tether backwards to find our missing friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, here, here's your flesh. He doesn't have hands, but you can sort of just like touch it to him and it reabsorbs into his body and you watch a creature legitimately halfway to death instantly look as healthy as the day you met him. Yay! Yay! That's a good relief. And that's where we'll leave it. (laughs) This episode was produced and edited by Meriwether Minix. The intro and outro were composed by Jasmine Blackman. Sound design by Melody Berkabile and Harrison Minix. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Cthulhu is Rad, all one word. And on Instagram at Cthulhu underscore is underscore rad. Or email us at CthulhuIsRad at gmail.com. You can find us on any podcast app. We would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating, review, or even just tell a friend. Thank you for listening.